Well, I would have never guessed that one individual would have been reading Clifford the Big Red Dog books. <laughs> or for that matter, even Snow White. I was noticing, I see, I pick little details like that. And somebody's probably wondering who's read, who was reading Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's our college graduate, Chris Pugh Jr. <laughs> I happened to have seen it. Okay, and I thought, well, how about that? You know, all of those things. You know, I like paying attention to the little details, okay? Uh, watching all of those pictures uh, as they go through, I can only imagine how the parents, okay, you, you know, especially if it's the last one at home, okay, um, before they leave on. Some parents I've said, hallelujah, it's finally going to be peace and quiet at the house. Don't have to run anybody here and there. But then it gets real quiet. And all of a sudden, you find yourself sitting at home going, hmm, wonder what I'm going to do next. <laughs> and uh, in, 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 your, in your mind and your heart can't help but go to where, wherever they are. Those who stay local, um, they just tend to always be around. They're just always there. And then those who go away, you can't wait to go see them or for them to come back home. Proverbs chapter 3, if you'll turn with me there quickly this morning. I just want to share a few thoughts, and, and this, is, this, this is really for everybody, more specifically, even to our young people today. I was noticing those world maps that, uh, I think it was a pretty neat idea. I'd like, I need to get me one of those and just go and, and mark every place off of there, uh, just to kind of see. Um, I've had the opportunity to, to travel around the world all the way from places like Okinawa, Japan, uh, places like um, Italy, all over Europe, Alaska, all throughout the United States. There's one place that I have not been that I'd love, I, I, I just, I'd like to go to say I'd been there, okay? Uh, I'd like to go to New Zealand or Argentina, one of those two places. Never been there, Okay. I'm thinking, man, what a, you know, what a neat place to go, but I'm kind of running out of time, okay? <laughs> you know, you get all these places and all these things you want to do, and, and then you start watching the clock. The clock starts kind of ticking down, and if you haven't done it by a certain time, then it just it doesn't come. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning in verse 13, I want you to notice um, as these words are shared with us, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her profit is better than the profit of silver, and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all of her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who hold her fast. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the deeps were broken up. And the skies drip with dew. My son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So they will be life to your soul and adornment to your neck. Then you will walk in your way securely and your foot will not stumble. 
When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. Verse 26, for the Lord, the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Would you bow your heads together with me as we pray? Father, we thank you for the day. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be able to honor our graduates today. Uh, Father, a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of prayers, I'm sure, a lot of difficulties along the road. But Father, as they prepare for this next chapter in their life, Father, may they understand just how important it is. It's Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through verse 26. So clearly make it that confidence is in you. The wisdom that we need today comes from you. And so, Father, I pray for the graduates. I pray for their families in the days ahead that we find ourselves. That, Father, we would devote our time and our effort to what you've called us to do. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You know, life offers a lot of opportunities for fulfilling lives. But if, but if I could, encourage, I'm going to add something else to that. Not just a fulfilling life, but one with purpose. I mean, do you have purpose? Is, is, is there a clear purpose? Is there a clear purpose in your path? You know, for life to be meaningful and for, for life to be abundant is, is to live life with purpose. And what is that purpose? Let's outline for us here in Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 13 through verse 26. This is where we find our purpose. I'll tell you where you'll find your purpose. If you're looking to try to find or to find your purpose in what the world has to offer you, it is going to let you down. But there's only one where you will find true eternal purpose. And if you, and I'll say this to you this morning, if, if you embrace false beliefs about life and the world, you'll find yourself lost. You'll find yourself wondering where you are. You'll find yourself every day trying to figure out, why am I here? Where am I going? What's the big scheme of things? What at the, at the end of the day, what's the most important thing that there could possibly be for my life? I can say this, the time is coming when one day you're, 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 you're going to find out. It's all, it's all going to be made clear and plain to you. But my dear friend, let me caution you with this. Don't wait till that time comes to figure it out. Start looking now. All these graduates that we have here, let me tell you something. As a church, one of the things that we ought to do is pray for them. Pray for them. Set the faithful path for them. To leave a legacy even for them in their own lives because, I'm going to tell you something, they're going to start building their own. Verse 26 of Proverbs chapter 3, I think, is the summary of it all. For the Lord will be your confidence. And my question to you today is, where do you find your confidence at? Is your confidence found in what the world can do for you, what the government can do for you, or is your confidence found in what God can do for you and what he does do for you? That's, that's, the, that's the important part. That's where we are. You see, a foundation is important when you're building. 
Matter of fact, Jesus himself spoke about the foundations. One that's built on a rock, house that's built on a rock, and a house that's built on the sand. And here's the, here's the thing about it. You ready? All the conditions on the outside of that house were identical. They were identical. But when the storm came, when the wind came, and when the wind came, the foundation that was of sand, the house fell. And here's what the scripture says. Jesus said, and great was its fall. But the house was built on the rock. Guess what? All the same storms came. All the same difficulties came. The rain came. But that foundation held strong. Each one of our graduates that's here today and each young person that's in here, make sure the foundation that you live your life upon is the rock and not the sand. So how do we walk through life? I'm going to give you three things real quickly this morning. Number one, have a strong foundation of truth. Matter of fact, in John chapter 17, verse 13 through verse 21, it's referred to as the high priestly prayer of Jesus. And here's what Jesus prayed. For all of his disciples. And it's, it's the same prayer it should be from us to you. God, don't remove them from out of the world. Just as Brother Marvin was talking about the Great Commission, going and sharing with the world and all of those around you what Jesus Christ has done in your own life. But here's what Jesus said. Don't take them out. Praying to the Father, he said, don't take them out of the world. Because, my dear friend, listen to me. The world needs to hear the gospel today. They need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. They need to see that your confidence is in some place beside what the world has to offer. And so, therefore, the foundation that's under you, which is and should be a rock. So here's what Jesus said. Jesus said to place into them and instill into them the word of truth. My dear friend, if you want truth today, it's found in the Word of God from Genesis to the book of the Revolution, uh, Revelation. It is absolute truth, and it is all sufficient for every aspect of life. So all of our graduates today, if I could encourage you with this, don't leave the Word. Don't leave the Word. Study the Word. Stay in the Word. Because here's what will happen if you don't. If you don't, It could catch up with you. Next, number two. If I can encourage you with this. Listen, all of you graduates, please listen to me this morning. Just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. A well-known preacher. Matter of fact, he preached the message. title of the message was doing the right thing. As he came to the end of the message, here's what he said. He said, just do right. Just do right. Just do. He went on for that with about six minutes. Just do right. Just do right. People started looking at him like, is the needle stuck? <laughs> has, has the needle stuck in it? Just do right. 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 Over and over and over again. And he said at the end of the day, just do what's right. That's what we need. Just do what's right. What's right about what? What's right according to the Word of God. Just do what's right. Find purpose in your life. 
James chapter 4, verse 17 says to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it's what? Sin. That's what James says. Just do the right thing. Just do what we're supposed to do. Because when we don't, Scripture says that it is sin. Number three, seek after the right wisdom. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The world wants you to think that it's got all the wisdom that you need. I hate to tell you this, but don't believe that lie either. You know, everybody, everybody, everybody's, everybody's going to look out after you. Let me tell you something. At the end of the day, there's only one I'm concerned about looking after me, and that's God himself. My trust is not there. My trust is not here. My confidence is not here. My confidence is not in all of the things that the world has. My confidence is in God. Let me tell you something. Church, our young people need to see that lived out in our life every day, not just something that we say. Yep, got all the confidence in the world. Got it all figured out. Just going to trust God for whatever it is. But here's the difficulty. We've got <clears throat> plan B over here, and plan C, and plan D, just in case, just in case God doesn't come through. Amen? So number one, just have a strong foundation of truth. Number two, just determine to do the right thing. And then number three, just seek after the right wisdom. I will tell you now, you got choices coming. You're going to be bombarded with them. You're going to have choices to have to make. You're going to have decisions you're going to have to make. How are you going to make them? Well, I can tell you right now this morning, in decisions that come your way in life and everything that you've got to do, you need these three. You need these three to make the right decisions. You need these three absolutely critical foundational pieces to make decisions in your life. And they should all be weighed against those three. Remember the famous line from Forrest Gump? Here's what he said. Y'all all know who Forrest Gump is, don't you? Remember his famous line? And here's what he said. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know. What you're going to get. <laughs> oh, Forrest Gump. And he went on to say, and here's why. Because they're covered in chocolate. And until you bite into them, you don't know how they will taste. Then I had somebody real smart come to me and say, Well, preacher, you know those box of chocolates. Now they put on there what they are inside. <laughs> Go figure, okay? But life is like that. It's like a box of chocolates. And you don't know till you bite into it. You know, so often in our lives, we don't know until we choose to do something. We don't know what the outcome's going to be. We don't know what's going to happen. Life brings new challenges every day. 
I was noticing Ethan up there on the swim team. I remember those days. Matter of fact, I was a lifeguard for a while, took care of three different pools. Had a wonderful time. I was like a fish in water. Loved it. And I'm looking up there and I'm thinking, and my mind goes racing back. To, I can smell the chlorine from the pool. Huh? I mean, my mind was just, the whole time I was watching those videos, it was just, it was flooded. Okay? And I'm thinking, they're getting ready to go into the next chapter of their life. Church, our prayer for them ought to be this. And I know it's my prayer for them. Okay? Take Jesus with you when you go. Stand on the confidence that's found in God, as the writer of Proverbs says. All right. Here's something you need to hear. Some things we have control over and some we don't. There's just some things we have control over. And I'm going to tell you something. At the end of the day, there's just some things you don't have control You have no control over it. Matter of fact, it's often referred to as the 90-10 principle. If sometime you ever want to go look that up, it's called the 90-10 principle. It's often taught. Matter of fact, it's taught in corporate America. It's taught in management classes. It's called the 90-10 principle. And it's an interesting principle. Because there are a lot of things in life that happen every day that you don't have any control over. But there are some that you do. And that's determining what is going to be the foundation in your life. But how we choose to respond in and to life, please listen to me. We have control over. So, you know, when you get up in the morning, you're trying to get ready to go, and you're trying to get out the door, and you're trying to eat breakfast, and all of a sudden, you accidentally hit the cup or the glass, and it spills all over the front of you. And you're already running late to begin with. And now all of a sudden you got to go change clothes. You got to get re-ready to go. And you're so upset and you're so irritated, okay? And you got two kids that are supposed to be at such and such a place at such and such a time. And now you still got to take them. And it's even going to make you later and later and later. And before long, we're just at explosion level. You had no control over this over here. But how we respond, we have control over. When things come in our lives, we may not have control over the event, but we do have control over the way we respond to them. Amen? I'd encourage you. You got your whole life ahead of you. Graduates, go grab it. Go grab what God has for you. Church, pray for them. Lift them up. Let them know that you're going to pray for them. Let them know. Challenge them. Encourage them. And just encourage them to keep their trust and faith in God.